welcome my beauty partners to this Global Beauty Tech Master Series. I'm Alice, the founder and the CEO of uh, Perfect Core. We are excited to bring you an inside look into the future of beauty tech and how it can benefit the digital transformation for brands. It is our pleasure to host you on this five-part leadership series to help you excel as a beauty tech master and propel your business through strategic digital-first solutions. Step into the future of beauty innovation with me. Welcome to join the Global Beauty Tech Master Series. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to the, our first um, Master Series of this year. So this is the second, um, second season, so we are very happy. So we successfully completed the first season. And now we are the second season. So thank you everybody to join. For today, because it's the first one in this year, so we're gonna do a quick uh, uh, review of the state of uh, beauty tech. And we will do some uh, uh, the forecast, like for, for the future telling. Okay, today uh, we will have, uh, first we'll have our CEO, Alice Chen, a perfect core CEO and founder, to give uh, everybody a, a quick uh, intro to kick off this season. And then we also, um, have uh, uh, Valerie Hockey, who is uh, LVMH as a CDO for the perfume and cosmetic. So we will have her to join us to talk about this. Um, thank you and welcome, Valerie. So let's um, let's start with uh, uh, Alice's uh, the message. You know, it's in, uh, she's in Taiwan because of the pandemic. She she what she cannot travel. And then in Taiwan, actually, it's a Chinese New Year. So today is uh, like a Chinese New Year beer. So let's start, uh, let's welcome Alice to give us a, a, a quick introduction to kick off this season. Hi everyone. Welcome to the Global Beauty Tech Master Series Season 2. I'm Alice Chan, the founder and the CEO of Perfect Corp. The world continues to be more digital and online. Beauty brands direct to consumer strategy is more relevant than ever. And brands need to be more digital to survive in 2021. At the same time, beauty tech is the essential for brands' digital transformation. Shopping journey is nothing new. The online shopping needs more upgrades. Shopping needs to be more playable, enjoyable, and mutual, interactive, and entertaining. A new world shop attainment is coming. This is a new era for all the online shopping. AR shopping brings the joy of uh, discovery and interaction. Live casting shopping brings entertainment content and mutual engagement. Video device one-on-one for consultation directly online with your customer. Shoppertainment, this is a new word, a new era. Shopping plus entertainment. The mobile experience changed the way consumers interact with digital contents. Shopping got to be mutual, interactive, and entertaining. Here are a lot of scenarios, applications uh, are developed or in developing in 2021. AI for skin concern detection, AI for skin simulation, using newest technology, GAN technology. AI for agent simulation, AI to detect your face attributes, your, the shape of your eyes, shape of your face, shape of your nose, shape of, of your mouth. Get these features of the individual, then we can create recommendation for each individual. More scenarios using AI is like AIBA for makeup, AI for personality, AI for 3D eyewear, or even uh, 3D jewelry. Brands can leverage beauty AI plus AR technology, create the direct-to-customer 360-degree strategy. Brands desire to have the widest customer outreach across all platforms. Brands need uh, omnichannel beauty services to help them connect to users on all of these platforms all different channels. 
Perfect is focusing on beauty 360 degrees, enable our beauty tech on all giant platforms around the world. Beauty tech 360 degree, it is a cohesive digital beauty experience to all channels. Make all the beauty lovers, beauty customer, try the beauties on brands.com, eTailor.com, in-store, chatting platform, Google search platform, YouTube platform, in China, Tmall, WeChat platform. Now we are bringing beauty try-on experience on all these platforms. In 2021, we will have more platforms to come. Beauty Tech revolutionized the direct-to-customer 360 degree. Let us bring consumer to beauty brands closer than ever. The future is now. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so um, that's a very inspiring message from Alice. So thanks, Alice, to uh, kick off uh, today. So as I said, so for today's uh, uh, the message series, we will go through the state of uh, beauty tech, and then uh, I will give a quick, uh, a little bit more detail. So Alice give a more high level. So I will give a little bit detail on what uh, to uh, in, uh, enhance uh, what whatever that experience is, and also Valerie. Uh, we'll definitely talk about the experience uh, from the digital, from LVMH, and then the, from industry perspective. So uh, we are, again, we are very uh, glad to have uh, Valerie to join us. And Valerie, you know, she's a global uh, chief digital officer of LVMH. And then uh, just before this, uh, <laughs> that, that's the series uh, started, we are chatting, you know, so talk about the ocean because both of us has a luxury to live in the Bay Area where right now the weather is pretty good. Um, Valerie actually, she's uh, is a paddling, you know, it's a, like she's passionate about ocean canoe. So she can take this big like ocean canoe um, onto the bay. But okay, today we are not talking about that. So we are talking about the digital. So talk about digital. She actually is uh, busy accelerating the, the, the digital growth across uh, 15 brands uh, in the FEMH. So she's a global digital officer, uh, digital chief digital officer, and then she uh, she's bringing the digital experience across all area of uh, communication, e-commerce, and retail. Okay, so Valerie has a deep root in digital innovation strategy. She spent eight years in as an EVP of a benefit cosmetic, and building a global digital program for the for the brand. And her expertise and experience in the digital go beyond beauty. So prior to uh, 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 the benefit and the LVMH, actually Valerie spent 16 years owning and managing a, a broad range of digital agency from web development in the earliest day. Uh, she's like a pioneer, a front runner of the inter internet technology, and then the advising startup to develop media and search program, okay? So she has extensive experience on that. And also Valerie, beside paddling the canal and the digital innovation, she actually is a passion about women and technology. She was the co-founder of a San Francisco WOW, is a nonprofit dedicated to the helping women thrive in the technology sector. So she also uh, curate and write what's new and what's cool for Netscape.com. You can see it's early uh, as a pioneer, okay? So the original homepage of the internet. So Valerie's passion for technology is only slightly outmatched by her boundary, uh, boundless curiosity and the power of digital. Again, welcome Valerie, and then we are very happy for you to be here to kick off our the season. Okay, so let me just quickly start something. So hopefully everybody joined this. So right now we have about 200 people here. Thank you, appreciate that. So hopefully you know our company already, but if you don't know, I'll give you a quick introduction. So Perfect Call is a global leader in the beauty AI and AR. So we found in 2015, we have about 200 people now. We are in 14 city and 11 countries. So we have a two lines of business. First line is B2C, which we have a, a app. You can make up and you can purpose. So we have about 900 million downloads. And then uh, for the B2B side, we have about like over 300 brands we work with us. We are highly decorated. Just worth to mention, uh, last in the last year, we get time magazine to select like 100 best innovation of the year. 
which is a great honor. Okay, so we've been working with many brands, over 300 brands, um, lots of LVMH brands actually work with us, and then we are global team to support the brand. So it doesn't matter right now. It's a, like a bound, no boundary, right? So if you everywhere in the world, if you want to do digital innovation in the beauty, we can always support you. But today, I will focus on four points. The first one is to really talk about AR Tryon become the main uh, mainstream. You know, AR Tryon it was a new uh, innovative product, but right now it's a mainstream. And we talk about a little bit uh, for the AI in skincare, which is a hot topic because the personalization in skincare is a hot topic. And we also talk about shoppertainment, how to engage customer through the very exciting and entertaining uh, retail, specifically e-tail, e-commerce um, site. And then we will do some uh, like a future telling around your imagination while we'll see what's more like a science fiction. What will AI bring us beyond the makeup, skincare, and the hair? Okay, so let's uh, start together. First, AR Triumph become mainstream. It won't go away. It won't go anywhere. It will stay. Okay. So if you haven't started uh, the, the AR, I will encourage you to start. And then uh, if you uh, already have started AR and then you start enjoying the outcome, I congratulate you. So a couple of things. First, in the AR Maker Triumph, just from our apps, we see dramatic jump in last year. Okay. We have about like a 32% spike in daily virtual Triumph just through our app. And of course, we have uh, some associate the product like a live stream and then the AR beauty one-on-one. So that's you talk to a beauty advisor, but why you bring up the AR? So that all three services jump a lot. So that means the people actually attach more into AR. So that's not decreasing. Also, as I said, we have a B2B business. I will show you some numbers. So, um, you know, hold on. I'll show you some numbers, you know, don't get shocked. Let me show you some of the numbers. Brand, so as I said earlier, AR is not something fun to do. It's not something, to, it's, it's a fun, right? But it's not like a good to have, or it's like an innovation. It's a something like a, uh, in the future, but it's now, okay? Because of brand using AR and then see great, great result. Let me just give you some numbers. SD Louder, so everything has been published, okay? So it's, a, it's a not like a, I'll try to make it up. It's, it's there. And if you want to see the detail, go to perfectcode.com. And we have a, a, a dedicated place for the other case study. You can see the detail. Just give you some number. SE Louder, 200% increase in the daily usage. And then with the 67% conversion rate, and then compared to average. Think about this. You invest the money uh, to do AR, and you get 67% conversion. And then you get 2.5% times higher, you know, it's really a good uh, investment from benefit. LVMH brand, one of our early uh, uh, partner, 20% increase and add to car. 100% increase in the time on the site, almost double. Okay, so the more time people stay there, the more opportunity they're gonna buy more. 113% increase in conversion. Okay, and then uh, they see in average 15 to 30% of a customer on the broad page, okay? So that's a pretty amazing. And we also see that the ALF, 1 million session, 200% conversion. Madison Reed, 38% uh, who, who use the try-on tool, they got buy. And then Aveda, a Madison Reed and Aveda is on hair. Again, 220% increase in the website traffic and 112 higher uh, dwell time. And then the 14% boost in average order. Okay, you can see actually AR, they show they are very effective, especially during you know the pandemic. You cannot go into store, so that's a solid number to show like uh, AR is a must for all the beauty brand. Then, as briefly touched that, so not only the the not only on the brand, but also on the uh, major platform. So we are talking about Google. So Google partner with us. So you bring this uh, AR trial in search in YouTube. So when you get into the search now. Uh, search a certain brand and then you can try AR. Okay, it's powered by us. And then the YouTube, you watch a video, the influencer talk about something, uh, some makeup, and then you can try it. And then Snap, which is uh, a late uh, last year, we announced a partnership with the Snap. So basically the Snapchatter can just go to a brand uh, and then try the product and then purchase. 
of course, in the China. So that's uh, e-commerce is dominated. Uh, we are the partner with uh, Tmall, so we can do uh, uh, you know brands uh, Tmall and the Taobao page. We can have a virtual try-on, and then uh, you know WeChat, and then something coming is um, uh, which is the um, Chinese version of TikTok, which is a Douyin. Okay, so everything. Not only that, but something uh, which we are really proud to share, financial industry, which is the mainstream, right? So like a Goldman Sachs, they strong endorse this one. So our company, we just closed a series B um, early this year. So 50 million um, from Goldman, okay? So what Goldman told us, the reason they really want to invest is uh, they said the integration of the technologies through artificial intelligence, machine learning, and augmented reality into the beauty industry will unlock significant advantage, including amplification of digital sales channel, increase the personalization and deeper consumer engagement. That's the call from, um, from Goldman Sachs uh, manager director, uh, Xing Yi Fang. So basically, you can see from, from our own app, from brand, from major technology platform, and finally go to the financial industry. Everybody recognize AR, it's not like something good to have, more like a toys, technology toy, it become the mainstream and it's the part of the business, okay? So uh, that's uh, the first thing I really like to uh, stay in this, um, the, the, in this series because about five, five years ago, when our company started AR, People kind of like a doubt. Will like will it really cause us uh, any um, like a effective positive impact on our business? Yes. Now I can tell you the answer is yes. Okay. So next one, we know the makeup get you know everybody you know get some impact because of the pandemic. However, on the other side, skincare really really shy during this, and then skincare specifically personalized skincare has a high, high demand. Okay, so the growing demand, lots of people, the brand which you focus on skincare, talk about personalized. However, in order to get personalized, you have to know the people. If you don't know your customer, how do you personalize them, okay? So then AI, of course, you know, we talk about AR, augmented reality on the try-on, and of course, we'll get AI under the personalized. So basically what happened here is, uh, you know, I'm not going to talk about more detail here, but just give you some idea. AI basically using uh, machine learning, deep learning. We, we work with, uh, you know, the, the brand and also some uh, professional skincare, we get data so we can train the engine. So engine, you know, been through last two years, engine become very smart and knowledgeable. So right now the, the engine actually can tell the different um, the skin concern just by scan your face. And then uh, the, they'll give you some different numbers, which means uh, the, 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 con the concern, the status of your um, the skin, okay? So think about this, so many combinations. So right now I just show you eight. And then each one has a say like a number one to a hundred. Combined with this eight, how many combinations you can get? Can you imagine that? So that's a true personalization because like a, if I scan the combination of my score and my concern and yours will definitely be different. Okay, so based on these uh, numbers, actually the brand can give a better recommendation because you know your customer better. So one of our early partner on Neutrogena, they told us they have a two million different combination to recommend to the customer. And you won't get confused because people just tell you, not people, the machine tell you, what exactly your your uh, the skin condition and then what exactly you need to use okay so and then we have eye bag skin furnace um, all kind of uh, uh, um, like a radiance and the pore is coming it's very exciting okay so with all this information the brand can have a true personalized uh, offering to the customer not only that simulation that one actually you need to go through your legal which we know that. However, we do have that technology to simulate it based on, um, again, clinical study, and then all this uh, trial, we can actually to forecast, to simulate what will you look like. For example, you have a dark circle. And then if you remove it, what will it look like? If you have a redness, if we can remove, what would you look like? 
okay? And then on even skin tone removal, texture, even amazingly, we can remove beard, okay? So if you like, uh, you know, you want to see how it look like without this, um, all this facial hair, we can simulate that, okay? And then see, here's the thing. So for example, you can teach young people, okay? So uh, that the damage of sun. So that's why, because young people, sometimes they don't care. Uh, you can tell them, you can do simulation and then kind of uh, give them some idea, prospect, what will be um, if you get the damage or what if you're using the, the, the sun protection product, uh, what's your benefit, okay? So all kind of simulation, this is more like a, a, I'll say like a dermatologist, right? So we look at your uh, problem issues and then we do recommendation and we will show you if you follow everything um, what we recommend, what will look like, so the, the scenario. Okay, so the entire AI on the skincare offer the entire customer journey, we can offer the true personalization. So that's a second second one, which is very important. It's a growing, it's a booming on this industry. So if you're on the skincare side, you definitely need to take a look at this AI engine and how they can recommend and then do a simulation for your product and your customer, okay? And then quickly we go to shoppertainment. So we, we, we know shopping, sometimes can be fun, sometimes can be stressful, but we want this shopping to be fun. Okay, so we like to engage customer through an exciting and entertaining online shopping experience. So what exactly is the shop entertainment? So first, you know, this one is nothing new. All these retailers, especially in store, they try very hard to get the customer more like a, a entertainment um, experience in the store. For example, <clears throat> if you go to uh, Nike, right? So we can try, you can do some evaluation, it's fun. It's more like a playground, okay? However, due to the COVID-19, you won't be able to go to store. So how can you experience all this fun stuff while you are shopping online? Shopping online can be just a little bit boring, right? You go to a site, you, you select, you keep on browsing. Then right now the brand, we, we need to, as a brand, we need to connect the customer through meaningful interaction, okay? Not just like one site. Okay, it's interaction, you need to listen to them to, 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 to know what they want. And then you need to have a content. You need to blend the content and commerce together and into a seamless engaging and a feel good experience for customer. Of course, it's a lot of things you can do on the shoppertainment. However, from beauty perspective, what we are offering here is a, a true like a BA consultation, even you are not in store. So we can do in-person experience, just like a, you, you do a video chat. Right, with the BA. However, it's not just a video chat. It's not plain vanilla video chat. We have an AR trial. So the, the beauty advisor can uh, look at you, recommend, try. Both of you see the virtual trial at the same time. Or on the skincare. So we can run a skincare um, the, the check and then immediately know your score and you start have a conversation and then do simulation. Okay, it's fun. It's not just like a one way. Also, we do this live commerce, which means, uh, you know, live stream. Again, live stream is nothing new. Uh, lots of platforms can do live stream. However, you do live stream with a cost, which means uh, you get AI experience. You can try, you can ask questions, um, and then, uh, you know, uh, you can experience what the broadcaster is talking about. So that's fun. That becomes entertainment. Okay? And because everybody get their own experience, um, you are trying different things, right? And then you get the different uh, look or different recommendation. So that entire uh, stream, like a live stream, become inter interactive and entertainment, okay? So just to give you an example, actually Alta is a, is a early partner. They already start doing this. So if you go to Alta uh, Beauty School Live, so you can see some uh, recording and then some uh, coming, the show coming. So you can see here. So when, um, when this, uh, the brand talk about um, the, the, with the wellness, uh, she can demo, she get lots of questions, she can answer the question. So it's become a fun experience. So the third one, shopping is not online, especially online shopping is not boring anymore. It become entertainment. It's a fun because somebody on the other side talking to you, you can try and then the whole experience, okay? It's a very entertaining. Last one, of course, we have a lot to say, but due to the, the time, we, we just list last one. What would AI look like? It expand beyond beauty, makeup, skincare, and hair into a broader category. It's more, it's more like a science fiction, but actually it's not. We already have the product. Um, you know, we are in the early phases, which we will start uh, launch and work with a lot of brands. So what does that look like? AR everything. So we call AR personal 
personal personality, sorry, personality detect detection. Think about this. The AR engine can look at your face. And then we can, based on the attribute, face, like the shape of your face, uh, your the shape of the eye, the distance of our eyebrow, the shape, the color, and the size of the nose, and then all the location, the skin tone, skin condition. For example, if you have a lot of uh, a wrinkle in this particular area, that means that probably you smile a lot. You're probably a happy person. And then with the skin condition, eye color, everything fly together. We can recommend, uh, uh, we can understand your personality. And then by understanding your personality, we can recommend anything. This one is not limited to uh, to uh, makeup, right? So not limited. We probably can recommend, of course, perfume, right? So you cannot smell, but we understand you. So kind of like a guessing based on the big data, the trend, what kind of uh, perfume you you will like, and even go beyond say what kind of uh, coffee you like, right? What kind of uh, shoes you may like? What kind of uh, uh, the probably the the the, the sports? Okay, so and the exercise, we can recommend to you. Okay, so we, uh, to some extent, we become the, the fortune teller. We look at your face and then we start tell you what you look like. Okay, so it's fun and then uh, it will be very exciting. So this, the technology is, is there. Uh, we are getting um, uh, pretty, uh, pretty good on that and then we will start uh, do an application. Okay, so that one is the last one from my um, four points and then give you a, a prospect what the AI will look like just beyond the beauty, um, you know, like a makeup, uh, skincare and hair. So get your imagination running wide, okay? So then uh, the future is now. Uh, it's not future, we already have everything. Okay, so um, that's pretty much my presentation for today. Okay, I'll just give you um, the, um, the prospect of the, what from what we see, okay, on the technology front for AR, AI, on the beauty, and then in the future. Now, the exciting part coming. So let's talk about uh, digital and beyond with uh, Valerie. Hi, Valerie. So, um, okay, so let's see. First, very, very beginning, because you are the digital officer, I have to ask you at the very high level, at the very high level, what do you think about the future of a beauty look like and what impact the AR and AI beauty technology have on the industry? Yeah, well, I think for all of us, um, you know, the future is coming faster than we anticipated thanks to the pandemic. I think the future is like a freight train for most of us who are working to keep up, um, but accelerated really uh, for beauty tech due to three key trends, right? Of course, you know, the pandemic is impacting our customers' willingness to go in store. And even if they go into store, their willingness to try product, uh, their willingness to be touched by staff, which has always been a really important part of how we create the connection and get customers engaged. Um, there's also an ongoing shift toward convenience uh, in online shopping and time spent online that we see happening. And then like a third trend is kind of what I call the atomization of e-commerce, which is moving e-commerce from just happening on our own sites or e-retailer sites, pushing it closer to where the beauty content lives. So, you know, like your examples of your integration with YouTube or Snapchat, you know, where customers are discovering beauty is now where they can buy beauty. So I think all of those are gonna contribute to a continued acceleration in the use of um, AR augmented kind of virtual try-on for beauty. I think that's table stakes really at this point. And then some of what you pointed to for the future is this heavy leverage of artificial intelligence to create more personalized and engaging beauty recommendations, not just how does this product look on me, but what shape might be best. You know, we all, uh, it's great that now you can actually specifically recommend, you know, what foundation shade is gonna work the best for me. And I think even getting beyond that is okay, how should I contour given my unique face as an example? So I think there's a there's a lot of really exciting um, movement for beauty tech for us in the next couple of years. It's great. So um, as, as a good uh, summary of the, what the AR and the AI will impact to the beauty tech actually enhance. And then uh, the follow up questions with you, I'm, I'm kind of curious. So we talk about smart technology, right? So including AI and some everything. So it's more like intelligent, we call it smart technology. So how do you think that smart technology, especially in beauty, 
helped the industry during the pandemic or beyond? Yeah, I mean, I think, first of all, it's just consumers are fascinated by beauty tech. Um, we've always seen it, right? There's all these social behaviors in terms of wanting to take quizzes and get personalized recommendations. And people love to see the transformation on themselves. So I think that's part of just how smart beauty tech plays into what the consumer wants. Um, we're definitely seeing, I mean, you, we saw from your stats, right? Everybody's seeing very positive lifts in both engagement and revenue. Um, I also think that, you know, beauty tech is just going to help us reduce the uncertainty of buying online, right? Which is a real pain point as we see e-commerce grow. Um, you know, anything that removes a barrier to trial and anything that removes a barrier to shop is going to be super important for us. Um, and so I, I think it's, it's what's, what's very durable from the pandemic. And I think I get asked this question a lot, like what's durable from the pandemic? Is this just temporary, the shift towards buying online? Um, and you know, I don't think so. I can't guarantee whether, you know, at a moment when all the stores open up, we're going to have the exact same e-commerce weight as we did peak. But I see the e-commerce weight continuing to progress in our brands. And, um, you know, one of the most important reasons why is really a shift in other shopping behaviors, right? So if you look at the penetration of grocery shopping in the United States and China, it's massively grown. And a lot of those habits are going to stick. What does that have to do with beauty? Well, people go to the brick and mortar stores as a part of trip chaining when they're out shopping. You go out to pick up your groceries, you stop in at the Sephora or the Ulta while you're out and about, right? So any shift towards buying things online is going to accelerate the shift towards beauty online as well. So I think those are just reasons why I think uh, the smart technologies become more and more important for us post pandemic as well, and that we'll continue to see a very positive growth in the weight of digital overall. Yeah, so you bring up a good point. So right now, because of pandemic, so all these uh, shopping heavily shift toward um, online. But when the store open, okay, some of the behavior will stay, some of them will probably will change. So how do you see that change? Okay, uh, for the for the consumer, okay, the, the, from the brand perspective, mm -hmm. uh, shopping both the uh, in-store and the online, we call digital right so we create this <laughs> word digital but basically it's a it's a fancy word of uh, in, uh, blending in the in-store and the online yeah and i think that's kind of more of an evolution than a revolution right we've already seen this movement more and more where inspiration and research are happening primarily online that's not to say people don't come into stores and get inspired as well but just the volume right the convenience of of watching tv at night and then also popping around and doing some shopping and learning and being on social and seeing something inspiring there's a shift towards those steps in the consumer journey moving online um and i think that will continue to accelerate and then i think the the store is a special becomes a more special moment maybe a less frequently visited place but a much more important moment to sometimes secure a final decision or get that sense of touch um, and it's going to be more important to deliver more engaging experiences there and that's where i think we also try to bring beauty tech into the stores um, to the degree that it's what the customer wants to enhance that experience yeah okay that's good so then we go into the next level. So, for example, so we talk about in-store, online, <laughs> but at some point in time, the border become very blurred. So we talk <laughs> about omni-channel, especially post-pandemic or become epidemic, right? So it's, it will be there. So people's uh, behavior change. So, for example, if I go to a store, so usually I touch everything, but right now I don't want to touch. So all this, uh, and then I probably can go to the website while I'm in store, okay? And then I can download your app but while I'm in store. So all this uh, omni-channel, which I believe uh, as a CDO, you, you always see the entire omni-channel. So mm -hmm. it's necessary for today's uh, connected. So how can brand like an LVMH or you have uh, 15 brands under you. So how this brand better connect with customer seamlessly online to offline, offline to online and create a, a we call 360 degree omni-channel strategy from brand perspective. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you said this interesting word earlier, fidgetal, and I, and I just want to touch on it a little bit because I think it's super important. Um, you know, our friendships are fidgetal, if we think about it, right? We, we probably interact with our friends more online than we do face-to-face. -face. And I think that will begin uh, to be the trend in terms of our relationships with 
beauty brands as well, and even our beauty advisors, right? So, you know, in, in the old world, if you wanted to have a, a, you know, a purely technical experience, you went to the website, and if you wanted to have store help, you went to the store. Um, and with virtual consultations and the richness we can bring in virtual consultations and all of us pivoting to support our customers during the pandemic in virtual um, consultations, I think it, it's it's that's becoming much more important. And you can imagine, and we're starting to have very good success, right? Having beauty advisors who consult with people in store, but also outside of the store and on an ongoing basis. So, um, you know, all beauty brands are really, really heavily experimenting with, you know, what type of out-of-store experience should you have with your beauty advisor? And you have tools, of course, to help people do virtual video consultations. We're doing more chat-based consultations, right? Some of these tools help enhance those experiences. And I think there will be a shift towards um, with some of what you're able to do with skincare, right? Some of the AI work that you're able to do in skincare where you can not only show people where they could improve their skin, but you can show them what it could look like for them improve. You know, you can begin to imagine even things like a subscription service where I buy a result that I want in my skincare, right? I buy into a final, a final state of my skincare and I'm working, you know, maybe I buy a package of products, but maybe I have ongoing consultations with my beauty advisor from time to time, also supported by diagnostics and skincare recommendations. That's a very different relationship than we have with our customers in any one touch point today, right? And that could be a mix of physical in-store as well as online. And I think it's something that consumers are ready to have more kind of accountability in what the product provides to them and more guidance in how to use the product. So those are exciting ways that through some combination of technology and staff, we can um, deliver a lot more to our customers than we've been able to do in the past. Yes, customer. So now let's talk about our beloved customer. So <laughs> we talk about personalization, which really means customer. However, <laughs> at some point in time, personalization as a boundary, right? So we, as a brand or a technology provider, we want to know as much as we uh, as a customer so we can provide better service so we call the demographic of one okay so one person become one demographic because we we want to be personal however at some point in time on customer perspective of course concern about privacy and security all kind of thing also so many things they need to engage right so they can engage uh, social media they can engage with uh, some shopping site they can engage with uh, uh the you know like the streaming content so they also look at the return so we call the return of engagement. So as a brand, so with all this engagement, personalization, customer experience, how as a brand find out the, the best, like the point where you can uh, offer customer the, the personalization. However, you also concern, you know, take, take, take care of all the customers' concern from their perspective. So how brand can connect them with a modern, modern day uh, beauty shopper? Okay, so that's uh, really something probably as a brand, as a digital uh, officer, you can speak for that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, there's a lot of hype about providing these seamless, you know, omni-channel experiences and personalization. And for sure, we want to give personalization, but there are a lot of challenges, right? Because a customer may go into a physical store and learn about a, about a product and we don't know that that that's the same person when they log on to our website we don't know that that's the same person unless they choose to engage with us in a in a more consistent manner like this future subscription idea or other ways you know the truth of the matter is that we as marketers and developers of customer experiences we're dealing with limited data all the time we don't always know who the customer is when they come and interact in our site and that's the reality and i think it's really important for us to not sort of Overpromise or oversell the degree to which we understand each and every one of our customers as they come to our sites or as they come to an online experience. Because the reality is customers aren't always logged in and there are lots of good data privacy protections. I know that um, Perfect Core is very strict on data privacy and for good reasons, right? So, I mean, if customers wanted us to know each and everything about them, uh, 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 and they wanted to be 100% personalized at all times, they would log in all the time, and they don't, right? So the, 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 this is a genuine and real challenge. So I think what we, what we want to do is we want to take the opportunities to give them more personalized experiences when they opt into it. And, you know, augmented reality and AI recommendations are great reasons to log in on a site. 
great opportunity for the brand to get specific data about the customer's needs, what they're interested in, save that, use that in future communications. So there are these opportunities, right, to um, serve the customer and also to get the customer to opt into data that these tools give us. And we just have to recognize that a lot of times we will not have this very, very complete view of everything the customer is doing. And we won't be able to collect, connect all the dots, right? So giving the customer kind of the self-service options to decide how deeply they want to engage with us, and then I think supporting with um, more one-on-one -on -one connections when we when can, we can do so with a virtual con uh, consultation will help us enhance the experiences for the customer. Okay, so um, thank you. That's great. And, and I want this conversation to going on and on and on because it's a very <laughs> exciting topic to talk about. However, we have a limit of time. So I guess uh, our, uh, we will leave some time for our audience to ask questions, to see if they have any questions and then uh, you know we can answer. Okay, so if uh, uh, the audience, if you have any question, you can type in the in the in the chat box, so we will see the question. And then, uh, however, if you you know right now, if you don't have a question, you need to think about that later. If you somehow has a question, so um, you know don't hesitate to reach out to us. Uh, we will send you a, a survey. So with that survey, you can type your question, and then uh, you can find me and then Valerie on the linking, right? So digitally connect. So even we. Uh, you know, we are probably not uh, um, like a physically presents around you, but the, basically we can connect. So let us know if you have any question, we are happy to answer. Okay, so now I see that question. The first question is uh, still uh, talking about AI. So basically the question is, uh, so the beauty AI, the, let me see, the, the beauty AI can leverage smart technology to better understand the customer need and create a personalized recommendation to deliver a more customer-centric experience. Yes, that's correct. So the, customer, the audience want to know, can you explain a little bit more about how LVMH, like your brand, I guess, uh, for the beauty, use beauty AI more specifically? Because I guess while we are talking about AI, 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 but probably mm -hmm. the audience want to see one or two cases, like an example, mm -hmm. how you use yeah. AI. Yeah. So um, one of our brands in the portfolio is Benefit Cosmetics, and um, they have a brow try-on tool, and uh, they're very good engagement with it. You know, brows have become super important in the pandemic. It's a good category, right? Because like when your face is covered, your eyes become very, very important. Um, so they've had a lot of success by allowing customers to try on different brow shapes because um, they're in the business of shaping, and you know they provide services as well as product. Um, so, you know, you can try on different shapes, you can try on different colors, um, but what's really helpful is you all can also get an AI recommendation on the best shape for you. And this is the part of the technology that I think is, is quite exciting, um, uh, you know, to get a recommendation on what works for my face. And I think that's really going to resonate with consumers. Um, and I mentioned it at the very top of the conversation, you know, I think right now we're using ai to make recommend to help people choose to buy a product but there's also the ongoing opportunity to help them get more out of the product and use more out of the product right so why not in the future deliver you know different looks that you as a part of an overall makeup look how you could shape your brows differently to support your look um as a part of you know when we do when we sell people a contouring tool give them you know, a virtual uh, uh, training session where they get to try uh, the product, they get to see the product and how it will look in different positions and then help them understand how to apply it. So I think that, net, you know, there's what we're doing today, which I'm quite excited about because I think we're going beyond just try on and saying, this is what you should try on. This is the recommendation we have for you. And I think the more we go beyond that, to, and here's how to get more out of your product, you know, here's how to enjoy your product the most. That's the next step in customer engagement. And that's something that we have always struggled to do, you know, at scale, um, personal recommendations for customers to help them use products. You know, becoming expert in product is an extremely satisfying process for a consumer. And the end result is better too. So you're much more likely to buy a product if you actually learned how to apply it right and you know how to apply it in a way that's the most complementary to your face. So we, we've been doing the benefit um, uh, AI recommendations for brow shape. And then of course, with Makeup Forever, uh, of course, they have a huge range of foundations, 40 shades. Um, 
and uh, helping people to foundation match um, and giving them a recommendation of which foundation is right for them. So I think that's the beginning. But there's so much opportunity to do makeup looks. And, you know, I have this dream in my head, Wayne, I, I've given this idea to so many businesses, right? Like, I just want to be able to point your tool at my Instagram feed. And I want you to go analyze the whole thing, right? And I want you to understand things about what I want based on that. You know, okay, I'm an outdoor girl. I spend too much time in the sun. You can see it from my feed. You know how I like to present myself. You know which photos my friends engage with, right? So to be able to opt in and say, read that and give me my beauty future, you know, give me my recommendations in a really holistic way. To me, I think that's a really exciting vision for the future for how we can use data that customers choose to give a brand, right? It's easy to give that kind of a brand. It totally enriches the brand's understanding of the customer and gives us a basis to make better recommendations. And it gives value to the customer because it's going to give very specific recommendations. Wow, that's great. So potentially, um, your dream, your wish can come true with the, you know, the last point, which I point <laughs> out is like AI, you can recommend everything. Uh, possibly, let's work on that as a project. Okay, so <laughs> I have another question coming. Okay, so that question is uh, something I expect that either people ask this or ask about cats. So it's a very hot topic, like a cat's future. So we get another one, which is a GameStop. So the, the audience put this uh, GameStop as a movement or phenomenon. What, what she said, or he or she says, uh, the GameStop show the power of individual consumer. Okay, so mm -hmm. how as a brand, like a very strong brand, like LVMH, you have your brand image, you have a brand uh, DNA. How can this uh, like customer, this uh, strong, take a very strong stand to influence your decision? How much and how many <laughs> customer influence? So I think that's a great question. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I mean, I'd love it if you all run out and buy some LVMH stock. That only helps me personally. So feel free to uh, show your love for the benefit brand by, uh, <laughs> for the Makeup Forever brand, for the LVMH brands by buying our stock. We love that. Um, we love to have our consumers engaged as investors too. But I think, in fact, in, in beauty, consumers have been leveraging their power for a very long time. Um, you know, the internet, totally revolutionized the beauty business because of the power of ratings and reviews in customer decisions, you know, and because of the power of endorsements. So first we had ratings and reviews and customers tell us whether they like the products or not. I can assure you that our brands, you know, pour through those ratings and reviews. Many of us actually use AI to analyze ratings and reviews and find white space for new products. Um, in the industry. So, you know, that's one way that we are totally listening to the voice of the consumer. We also have a very, very strong social culture um, where consumers will tell us if they're not happy. Um, I was actually very, very excited to see it, it's challenging for us as a brand and we should be challenged. I was excited to see the kind of activism and pressure that we saw on increasing diversity of our imagery during, you know, shortly after uh, George Floyd's tragic death. And, and there's a lot of pressure on beauty brands now um, to improve diversity. So consumers are speaking to us very clearly in that area. And then we have this huge community of influencers, be they big famous KOLs and influencers like we have in, in China and the people with millions of followers, even to micro influencers who are constantly voicing their opinion about our products, how we can improve them, how we can make them better, how we need to be more socially responsible. Like we have a super, super active uh, base of beauty fans around the world and they are shaping the industry with brands, right? They are co-creating the future of what we offer with their voices. So I, I actually think it's, you know, beauty is one of the most talked about conversations uh, out there on the Internet. If you if you look at YouTube, you know, one of the top search topics is beauty and it's tons of consumers who are creating their own videos about beauty that are some of the most viewed content. So I'd say that our consumers have been democratizing beauty uh, and pushing us as brands to meet their needs. And, and we're super thrilled. It's very exciting to work in an industry where there's that kind of engagement between customers and brands. Okay. Yeah, that that that's really good. Uh, good answer, and then uh, give us uh, the insight um, how uh, influence uh, the customer, especially the beauty customer, uh, to the brand. Okay. So we probably only have a time for one last question. So let me select one. Okay. So let's do this on the more like a soft side. So that question is also good. So there's a good ending for our um, session. So basically, the the audience uh, want to know. So as a LVMH. Uh, CDO oversees so many brands 
and then uh, you are part of the, the this conglomerate, and then also your headquarters is in Paris, cannot travel, cannot see people. How do you manage that? And then what's the challenge and what's the advice to all the the peer like a that's such a good human that's such a good human question thank you to yes. the person who asked that question because the reality is that we are not just living through a business crisis we are living through a health and humanitarian crisis and we are living through a crisis that has affected all of us our morale um, our sense of connection to the world you know so i think as leaders it's super important to lead with compassion and um with a sense that there are human lives at stake here and the decisions we make matter for protecting our employees, for protecting our customers, also for, for protecting our own emotional well-being. You know, this is not a small thing we're living through. Um, you know, personally as a leader, the, the behavior I have tried to model is to make more time for transparency around the challenges that we're going through. We've worked really hard to be very flexible with our employees, especially in the US. You know, we have a lot of um, female employees and women still tend to carry more burden, you know, in the household. And so with kids not in school in a lot of markets, you know, there is a heavier burden on women. Women are dropping out of the workforce in larger numbers uh, than men are because they simply struggle to carry the burden. So what we're trying to do is be very flexible and understanding of the circumstances, right? And then I, as a leader, you know, try to ensure that I'm making the time for those conversations about how people are doing mentally and emotionally and give people the space to have their breaks to recharge because you know at some point you just stuck at home all the time you just work 24 7 that's not healthy either right um so just trying to be sensitive and human about the challenges that each of us is living through right now that's kind of my advice is to is to recognize the weight of those challenges on each person and like i just think as humans we can all be a little bit kinder and a little bit gentler with one another because we know we're going through something you know unprecedented i hate to use that word but it's overused but it's it's important okay amazing so that insight really like inspire i believe myself and also the audience here i think that's a good uh, uh like ending for today's uh mm -hmm. the session thanks for tuning in to perfect corpse global beauty tech master series podcast edition Please join us next time for another exciting episode on the future of beauty tech innovation.